Maryland better rebound against UMBC. You are a Locked On Turf, your daily podcast on the Maryland Turf. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? I'm Trey Moore, host of Locked On Terps, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So thank you for making us part of your day. And also video content creator for 247 Sports and InsideMarylandSports.com. Again, thank you for making us part of your day. For all you everydayers out there, thank you for watching Locked On Terps on the daily. And today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for first time the deposit matched up to a hundred dollars. Daily fantasy sports made easy. The Terps better figure things out very quickly offensively. I know we all watched that game against Villanova last week on Friday. Quite possibly could have been the worst performance I've seen a Maryland basketball offense put up in a long time. I don't recall quite such a bad offensive performance from the Terps. And the thing was, we saw it coming. I said it. Everyone kind of expected it. We thought maybe that Kevin Willard had some time with the lineups and time in practice and time to kind of figure things out. Maybe it will be different. No, it looked even worse than UAB game, even worse than the Davidson game. We got absolutely humbled, demolished, all of the above, every word you can think of against the Villanova Wildcats. And we have a clear problem, a problem in basketball that is very hard to fix. I'll go ahead and say it now. It's very hard to fix the problem that the Terps have offensively with scoring the ball, shooting the ball, everything they do on the offensive side of the ball. It's really hard to fix that type of thing for the Maryland Terrapins. If you guys caught the game, which I know a lot of you guys did, because I know a lot of you guys are diehards basketball fans, and the way this season has started has been absolutely disappointed. You saw that we scored 15 points in the first half against Villanova. 15 points in the first half. We were on track to score 30 for the entire game. Most teams score around 30 around the half. We were on track to score 30 for the entire game. 15 points at the half against Villanova. And the final score ended up being 40-57 to in a game where we only put up 40 points. And it's not like Villanova went and scored a ton of points. At the start, I was like, oh, wow, we're going to get crushed by these guys. These guys look like they got a lot going on and they just are better than us. And then I'm looking at it, the final score of the game, and I'm like, dang, okay, Villanova went on a drought for a big part of the game. They went on like an eight-minute drought where they couldn't score a field goal, which is pretty surprising. And for us to not even be able to compete in that game, even though Villanova goes on almost a 10-minute drought of not being able to score, and they only put up 57 points. If you would have told me before the game, Villanova puts up 57 points, I'm like, okay, maybe we're in it. But we lose by 17 because we can only get to 40 points. And it's one of the worst shooting performances I have ever seen. One of the worst shooting performances I have seen over these past couple of weeks 
from Maryland basketball. One of the worst offensive overall performances I've seen. Maryland shot 24% from the field, 5 of 26 from the three-point arc, which is 19.2%. We have a huge problem in College Park. A huge problem going on right now in College Park. We cannot score the ball. We cannot shoot the ball. We knew going into the year that the three-point shooting was a problem. But people put that to the side a little bit because everyone still had us relatively in our top in their top 30, top 35. A lot of people had them in our top, had us in their top 25 teams in college basketball. So they thought maybe we don't shoot the three ball well. But we're going to do some other things well. No, it's the worst offensive team I have seen in a while, shooting 24% from the field against Villanova. And like I said, 19% from the three-point arc. I think we kind of whooshed over this problem of Maryland basketball, of the three-point shooting and the scoring ability and the youth that we had on the roster. We kind of just went over it. We skipped it. We kind of said, oh, we'll figure it out. And there's still a ton of time to figure it out. We're only four games in. We still have 28 28 more games left. But we need to figure things out fast and quickly going into these next couple games because right now the way the offensive performance has looked these past couple of games, it's been terrible. Let's Let's get more into the Villanova game. One player in double figures. Julian Reese was the only player in double figures with 10 points, and he didn't even play well. He didn't shoot the ball well. I thought Julian Reese, I had confidence this year that he added that kind of mid-range game, but he hasn't been able to knock it down. He shot the ball from the mid-range a couple of times, and I still would like to see him continue to shoot it because we need him to shoot that shot, but he hasn't been able to make that shot. He doesn't get as many touches as he should sometimes. It seems so hard to get the ball into him at some times and just make that post-entry pass into Julian Reese because – We know, the other opponents know that that's our main form of offense. That's how we make plays and how we're going to be able to score the ball. So overall, doing that right now is really hard to just get the ball into Julian Reese because that they know that's our main way of scoring the ball. But like I'm saying about Julian Reese, there's so much pressure on two players to score the ball, Julian Reese and Jameer Young, which we went into the season knowing that they were going to be all Big Ten type of players and that there was going to be a lot of pressure on those two to get us points, to take us where we needed to go. But there is so much pressure in such a defensive focus on those two that we saw against Villanova that it is so hard for us to score the ball when they know that outside of our two scores and Julian Reese and Jameer Young, no one really can shoot the ball that well. No one else can really score the ball that well. And so the way they play those twos, those two guys, isn't normally how most teams would be able to play their two best players. Because when you think of basketball overall, you think of NBA, you think of college, usually the guy that scores, whether it's a big man, whether it's a guard, you think about a LeBron type of player, or whoever you think about in college basketball, a guy that has to be stopped, you surround him with shooters because you know that if they play help defense and they try and take away the drive or they take away his playmaking ability, that he's going to be able to kick it to another guy and able to shoot the ball well and make shots. We saw that with Maryland basketball um, a while ago or a couple years ago with Anthony Cowan um, and having – 
the ball in his hands or Melo Trimble having the ball in his hands, but there was always shooters on the outside to kick out to. Whether it was a Kevin Herter, who's one of the best shooters right now in the NBA, or Jared Nickens, there was always guys that could shoot the ball really well. And we kind of hope Jamie Kaiser would be able to do that. We, I still think he can. He's still finding his rhythm. The two freshmen are clearly struggling right now, but there are so much pressure on those two because people are doubling Julian Reese in the end, in the inside, knowing that if he kicks it out, we're shooting a terrible percentage from the three-point arc, so we're probably not going to make the shot. Or Jameer Young, they know that, oh, we got to stop him from driving the ball. We got to stop his playmaking. Everybody hedges in and helps on him. And if he kicks it to the other guy, we don't have knockdown shooters in our starting lineup or really at all on our team. And like I said about the freshmen, they are clearly struggling offensively, mainly to start with. They're struggling offensively. Deshaun Harris-Smith, top 30 recruit, four-star guy. We expect him to do huge things as Maryland Terrapin. And he he has a huge ceiling. You can see it, some of the things he does. His energy, his motor, he brings every game. You can see he's a competitor. When he loses games, you could tell that it was really getting to him. I saw a tweet that said he's been in the gym a ton after games. But Deshaun Harris-Smith has struggled on the offensive side of the ball. He's shooting 10% from the three-point arc against Villanova, 33% from the field, and that is on 30 minutes against Villanova. 33% from the field this season, and he shot 167 from the field against Villanova. Two points, missed all his threes, shooting 10% on the season from the three-point arc. He is clearly struggling offensively. So there's a huge struggle offensively because we look at Jameer Young, we look at Julian Reese. Okay, those are our first two options. And then you go to our third option right now. Right now, it's Deshaun Harris-Smith, and he's struggling majorly to make shots, to make three-point shots, to even get into the hole. That's his game, is getting to the basket. He had one really nice drive against Villanova, but right now, it's hard for him to get in there because he's just used to being able to bully kids, just strong lefty drives, but it takes more than that in college basketball. It's harder than that. Guys are bigger. Guys are stronger. And then Jamie Kaiser, we expect him to be able to be a knockdown shooter, but he has struggled at times this year, shooting 27% from the field and 15% from three. We need Jamie to shoot like mid 30% from the three to be successful. I'll be interested to see if both of those guys start tonight against UMBC, but we have a clear, clear scoring problem that got even exemplified against Villanova. Because if you really think about it, Davidson and UAB, we were able to still do some things offensively, even though it was still a horrible performance offensively. But Villanova team is athletic and big as Villanova and strong as them. You're not able to just bully them, and that's more the type of teams that we're going to play in the Big Ten. They're going to be a lot closer to Villanova. They're going to be teams better than Villanova that are ranked ahead of Villanova that we play. And so the Terps absolutely need to figure things out offensively. And I'm going to tell you what I think the Terps could do differently tonight against UMBC, what I think they should implement after this ad from LinkedIn. 
These days, do potential hires can feel like high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs help find the right people for your team faster and for free. A lot of people need jobs right now. And if you want to find someone amazing for your company, LinkedIn Jobs help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This is what I think the Terps should do differently offensively. I'm going to give my two cents and what I figure and know about basketball that I think Kevin Willard, some of the things I think he will implement, some of the lineups I think he should do, some of the different things that I think overall that Kevin Willard should implement against UMBC and see if it works. Just try some different things because right now, like I said, it's not working whatever we're doing. And I know he had to go to the drawing board. And I know he cooked some different things up, which I'll be really interested to see what he does tonight against UMBC. Let's start with the, some of the offensive sets. We got to find a way to create easier shots for everyone. Because right now, like I said, the one guy that I think can really create offense off the dribble is Jameer Young. I look at Jameer Young. He can create offense on his own off the dribble. But outside of Jameer Young, I don't see a lot of guys that can create offense on their own. Julian Reese can do it down low in the post, but I'm talking about off the dribble. Deshaun Harris-Smith can do a little bit of it, but Jamie Kaiser is more of a catch-and-shoot type of guy, more of a shooter. He's going to score that way. Same with Noah Batchelor. Jahari Long, maybe he can do some stuff off the dribble, and Dante Scott, maybe a little bit. But no one can really go get a basket besides Jameer Young. So I think you got to change up the offensive sets a little bit, and you got to find a way to realize that you don't have a ton of guys that can just go get a basket, and you got to find a way to get, get easier shots. And one thing I think the Terps should absolutely do is some pin-down actions. I've been thinking about it, and I thought back to – I watched a lot of Kentucky basketball back in the day with Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero was one of more one of my more um, favorite college basketball players to watch, and I loved the set that Coach Calipari would run for Tyler Hero. It would be this pin down action. I haven't seen Maryland do any of it. It's a pin down action at a certain point, um, down by the baseline down by the out-of-bounce line where we can pin down like a guy like Julian Reese can pin down for um can pin down for a guy like Jamie Kaiser coming off the screen and curling around and it makes it really hard for the defender to get around that type of screen and you can get an easy mid-range jump shot for a guy like Jamie Kaiser to get him going on early on in the game which is an easy mid-ranger or you can run it for Jameer Young or you can even run it to Deshaun Harris-Smith who can get downhill to his left hand from it. I saw Kentucky do it a ton with Tyler Hero like I said. They did what they would do a pin down and Tyler Hero was an awesome mid-range shooter and had awesome footwork coming off the screen and I think that's exactly what Jamie Kaiser does really well. So run some pin down action for maybe a guy like Jamie Kaiser or Noah Bachelor or Jameer Young and let them get the mid-range game going. And that's without creating any offense through any type of dribbling moves at all. That's just a way to get an easier shot for a guy that shoots the ball really well, but it's hard to, sometimes for him to find shots and for him to create shots off the dribble, but he has a really good job of creating shots. So I would love to see some pin down action. Wouldn't be surprised if we see some of that tonight. And another thing I think 
about a player. I think the Terps shouldn't give up on Noah Batchelor so quickly. He can shoot the ball well and has size. That combination is what we kind of need right now. And overall, what the Terps just need a lot more of is shooting, of course. And Noah Batchelor hasn't shot the ball amazingly, but he... He got the start against UAB, didn't come out good, didn't have a great game, had a had a turnover too, didn't look the best after making a couple threes the night before against Davidson. But that's what I say. I think he played solidly against Davidson, and then he barely could find the rotation against Villanova until later on in the game. And so my point is, don't give up on Noah Batchelor so quickly because I think he does – I think he shoots the ball really well, and he has size. I would like to see them maybe try a different lineup with no bachelor in there. I love him at the four spot. He's tall. That's a pretty big guy. I don't think you have to put him at the three. I love to see Noah bachelor at the four. Maybe like after the 15-minute mark um, in the rotation, after the TV timeout for the 15-minute mark, maybe put him in for Dante Scott and play him a small ball for a small ball four, which I don't even think it's that small ball, especially against a team like UMBC. They're not a huge team. We don't really have to worry about size and rebounding too much. Maybe play him at a small ball four and let Julian Reese operate the paint and maybe go with more of a four round one look that we do do a lot sometimes with Dante Scott, but no bachelor can shoot the ball really well. And Dante Scott hasn't shot the ball badly this year at all, but just another look to give no bachelor, put him at the fault, small ball four. Let Julian Reese post up inside. And if they don't double and you have more shooters around him like Bachelor, and then you maybe have Jamie Kaiser in there, just try something differently. And then I also think you can run some pin down actions with Noah Bachelor, run some different plays for the for our shooters in terms of and stop just letting it all be created off the dribble through somebody else. I think you can do some of that with a guy like um Noah Bachelor. Um, and because he just provides more shooting and more floor spacing. And then I'm going to need a ton, and they do some of this, of course, but I'm going to need a lot, a high dosage of Jameera Young and Julian Reese pick and roll. I'm going to need a lot of it. And it's hard because, like I said, they're all shading over to those two guys' side. Um, when when Jameer Young tries to drive, it's help defense, and they're sitting there on the corners of the free throw line, and they're sitting there waiting to play help defense. But I really do think that's going to be some of our best offense this year is Julian Reese and Jameer Young pick and roll. Especially down the stretch in close games, we need a high dosage of that. Or even Deshaun Harris-Smith and, and Julian Reese, we do see a lot of that. But I want to see even more Julian Reese and Jameer Young pick and roll. Get our two best players with in the action that's the most popular offensive thing to do right now in – college basketball and in the NBA, pick and rolls, pick and rolls. Get that going with Julian Reese and Jameer Young. I'm sure you can create some easy offense for those two with just pick and rolls. And then Deshaun Harris-Smith, one thing that I did notice, I think we can do more of, especially if he's on a smaller type of guy. He looks comfortable. He likes the post-up. He likes the guard post-up. And you see some guards at the higher levels doing it. And Deshaun Harris-Smith looks really comfortable and looks like he likes to do that. So I wouldn't mind seeing getting um, Deshaun Harris-Smith on some post-up actions against guards because uh, he's really good inside. He's got that strong base. He's a strong kid. And we know that's playing to the strength of getting to the basket. So if they want to double outside of that, well, then 
look, you can kick out and you can create some um, defensive rotation that way and get the defense moving around. And then you're able to get different guys shots, which comes hard right now. And I know we're not the best three point shooting team, but Deshaun Harris Smith looks pretty comfortable in the post. I wouldn't mind seeing a couple of those per game. See what he does with it. If he don't like it, if it doesn't go well, you should be able to beat UMBC anyway. That's my point. This game, you should be able to try different things, try different things out because I think you can get away with winning this game or you should never know with this team so far this year with just being able to try a couple different things. So I would like to try the pin downs. I would like to try more Jameer Young and Julian Reese pick and rolls. I would love to see Deshaun Harris-Smith in the post, and I would love to see not giving up on Noah Baxter early on. Those are kind of my two cents of some of the things that I think we should try. Let me know down in the comments what you guys think we should try in offensively to make this team better. Let's get into some prediction for the Terps versus UMBC. I'll tell you who I think wins. Will the Terps cover the spread? All that stuff after this ad from Prize Picks. Testing my skills on Prize Picks this football season is the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. You can pick more than or less than on just player stat projections and like if you want to choose Patrick Mahomes over his yardage or Justin Herbert over his passing yardage, you can put that into um you can put that into the daily fancy sports app on Prize Picks and you can make some money. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. We are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first time deposit. Let's get into some predictions. Who wins Maryland versus UMBC tonight? And I have the Terps rebounding tonight against UMBC. I do think they win the game. But I think UMBC covers the 19.5 spread that is currently on the game, which is a pretty high spread in my opinion. Definitely a pretty high spread. But I think the Terps cover that spread overall. And I'm looking at it, and I'm saying... UMBC do do not underestimate this team because the Terps shouldn't underestimate anybody. We're in no position to say that we should underestimate anybody so far this season because this team isn't a bad team. They're three and two this year and last year went 18 and four. They had a close game against Louisville. They only lost to Louisville by one. Who knows what's going on with that Louisville program, but they still are a power five basketball team with, I'm sure, some talent on their team. So don't take this team lightly. And I don't think the Terps are in position to take any team lightly. I don't think we are taking any team lightly with being one in three. Those guys are so ready to come out and get that bad taste. The three game of the horrible taste, whatever they ate the last three games, it doesn't taste good. And the Terps are ready to get that out of their system. So I do think that Maryland wins the game, but UMBC, I think they cover the spread for one particular reason. They shoot the ball really well. That's why UMBC scares me. And what do we not do well at all? Shoot the three ball. They shoot over 23s per game, but it's not like they're just shooting a high clip of them and not making them. 
They're shooting 39% and shooting 23s per game. That's a lot of threes, and that's a high percentage of three. 39% is a great place to be shooting the ball. If you're in the 40s, you're doing pretty amazing stuff. Being at 39% from the three-point arc is an awesome place to be for an entire team, not even one player. For an entire team to be shooting 39% from three, and we're like, they're five games into the season, they're three and two. Pretty good stuff from UMBC. And that's what scares me, and that's why I think UMBC will cover the spread because I don't know if Maryland's just going to be able to clearly just outscore them offensively. I mean, I think they have to outscore them offensively, obviously, to win the game. But you get my point. I don't think they're just going to be so much better than UMBC offensively to run away with the 19-and-a-half spread. I haven't seen that. I don't think that will happen. I think Maryland's going to be tougher on defense, and I think we, we're going to be more athletic than them. But I think UMBC – We'll shoot the ball pretty well. I think we'll make it harder on them. I don't think they'll shoot almost 40%, but I do think they'll be able to probably shoot in the 30s, and we're probably not going to shoot very high from the three-point arc. So I definitely think UMBC will cover the spread, but I think we'll be more happy tonight after this win, and I think Maryland basketball beats UMBC. But that's all we have for today. Thank you for listening to Locked on Terps. Make sure you like and subscribe. We're here every day talking about Maryland basketball and football, so make sure you like and subscribe uh, if you're a Maryland fan. But thank you for listening to Locked on Terps.